Oh my God, you scared me. It's me, Dave Holmes. Welcome to Troubled Waters, the show that treats popular culture as the most important kind of culture. Because, well, I mean, it's the one we're arguing about this week, isn't it? Uh, To this end, Troubled Waters pits a pair of entertainers against one another in a pop culture battle to the ego death. To win this battle, each of our guests will be called upon to use their smarts, their rhetorical skills, the great comebacks they've been saving in a remarkable two tablet without distraction. I just got one. I really like it. Anyway, to earn the coveted Troubled Waters title, Pundit Emeritus, which will automatically give their opinion on how right you are about people's Oscar thoughts. More weight than a civilian's. My guy, it's, I know that it's a snub, but like they're both doing fine. Margot Robbie and Greta Gerwig are both doing fine. They made like a bill, like a lot of money in their beloved and it's fine. It's fine. Should worry about Andrew Scott. That's the fucking snub. Anyway, you're listening to Troubled Waters. Let's meet our guests. Our first contestant is the host of Comfort Creatures here on Max Fun, and her debut novel, Rapunzel, will be out here in the U.S. on June 11th. Her second novel, The Map That Led to You, will be out in April. It is Ella McLeod. Welcome, Ella. Hello. Great to see you. Great to see you. Wonderful to be here. I'm an entertainer now. Yes, you are. Else called me that yet? That's very exciting. You're an entertainer. entertainer. And would you prefer yeah. content creator? Probably not. I think. No, no, no. I love entertainer. All those classes at you know doing jazz hands and jazz squares That's in my right. youth, obviously. All, finally paying off. It all ties in to a brilliant it does. career. My mom will be thrilled. <laughs> so Rapunzel, your debut novel, has been yes. out elsewhere, and it will be released. It'll yes, be published in the U.S. Because I was that trying to right. figure out, I was looking at this and it's like, her debut novel is out in June, but her second novel is out in April. She is a time <laughs> traveler and entertainer, but that's how it works. Okay, good. Well, congratulations yes, on both. Exactly. Thank you very much. And very best of luck to you as you face your opponent, the host of the new Max Fun Eurovision podcast. I've never been more ready for a thing in my life. It's Eurovangelist. <laughs> it's Jeremy Bent. Hello, Jeremy. Hello, Dave. Thanks for having me on the show. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, so you're kind of uh, a newcomer to the world of Eurovision. I am not the Eurovision expert on our show. Okay. We have two very knowledgeable ones. Uh, uh-huh. One who you're familiar with, Oscar Montoya, uh-huh. uh, and one who you may not be familiar with, Dimitri Pompey. Uh, but they both know so much more about Eurovision than I do. But I'm I'm getting into it with them. Okay. Okay. So you're like, you're the everyman. You're the, I'm you know, the, I'm the everyman. You're the, our, the conduit for the audience. Our show understands that most Americans have no idea what Eurovision is. And that's what yeah. I'm here for, to yeah. have no idea. What are you, like, what's your favorite thing about it so far, about Eurovision? Oh, absolutely. My favorite thing about Eurovision is like, you'll see songs there that they would just never play on American radio where you're yes. like, what? <laughs> what am I listening to right now? Yeah. And there's at least a handful every single year where you're like, this is either the dumbest or the most brilliant song I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. And there's no shortage of them at Eurovision and I love them. And it it reminds you that you need not draw a distinction 
like stupid and brilliant <laughs> yeah. can it's be not the for same us thing. to judge. Yes, yeah, stupid right. and brilliant. Right. Uh, you know, yeah, they need yeah. they can share the same space comfortably. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh my god, I'm so excited to dive <laughs> into it. But let's let's do this game. So yes, we have met our players. It is now time to see which of them has the better grasp of what really matters this week, pop culturally speaking. So players, if you're ready, you will each be given a chance to tell me what you think is the most important or tragically overlooked story or person or event or what have you of the last week or two. Ella, let's have it. Okay. So I think the most, can we, can we be like a little bit, a little bit morbid? Is that, is that acceptable? I think it's encouraged. Okay. I think the most tragically overlooked story of this week is just the Ozempic epidemic uh-huh. that is ravishing Hollywood. The epidemic. Um, anyway, sorry. The ep- yeah, Ozempidemic. Ozempidemic. Something epizempic? like that. Epizempic. The Epizempic. Okay. Yeah, that's ravishing Hollywood. I think um, clearly uh, it's been ongoing. It's been an ongoing case. Yeah. But. Um, I think that the beginning of award season is really throwing light on on just how many celebrities have fallen prey to mm-hmm. this uh this this drug this sickness this malaise yeah um, and it is it is truly wild I mean you it, can't go to a doctor in l a without them forcing Ozempic on you really <laughs> no okay but uh, yeah it's <laughs> it is truly wild and and it's uh, what I also love is like suddenly all at once people are dropping all kinds of weight, but but they're mm. like the excuses. Like one particular example, I'm not going to name who, but there's somebody who you know very openly and quickly lost 40 pounds and mm. was like, "Yeah, I cut out uh, soda." Yeah, <laughs> it's like I no, know, right? no, 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 didn't they? no, no, you you're drinking isn't. forty pounds of soda. Yeah, uh, and it's like, like <laughs> I don't think so. And it just it, it just happened to time, like with the availability of Ozempic, and you know what yeah, I mean? Like exactly. it's just interesting. It just yeah, yeah I happened to like put down the can of, you know, diet slice or whatever it was. I don't know. So yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. That's the other, that's been the other one for me. That's the one that's been really blowing up my group chats. It's yeah. just like endless pictures of different celebrities. Like, oh my God. Right. And just, yeah, looking unrecognizable, honestly. I, and you know, honestly, in the long term, I don't, it's, I think it, it's not, it's not good for you. In, yeah. Cause in you have term. to stay on it, right? You, yeah. If you go off it, you gain the weight back. Oh, really? Yeah. So yeah. Like, what's the point? So what, what is the point? It's the point. Yeah, Lord just, have mercy. Yeah. Um, but I'm also, you know, considering it. Yeah, Epizempic, I think, is going to be your buzz in word, just because <laughs> it's a it's a portmanteau okay. that we that we collaborated on and we came up with together. Love it. And I can't believe Plus that we've you can turn it, it into a you can turn it into a fun song with Epizempic. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, you know, if they ever try to do an American Eurovision again, maybe you could, uh, you know, mm-hmm. throw it in there. Mm-hmm. They did try Let's with American never, song. Yeah, I we pray just, they never do that again. <laughs> Oh boy, do we not understand what to do with the tone that is nope. required to pull off a Eurovision type thing. Uh, okay, so Jeremy, what's yours? Yes. I, you know, Dave, you already discussed the big Oscar snubs, Margot Robbie, yeah. Greta mm-hmm. Gerwig. Under, understandable, but also they're both doing great. They're doing so well. Yeah. Here, here's my Oscar snub that I think is a serious omission is Charles Melton from May, December. 
Okay. Who played Joe. Mm-hmm. He's, it's crazy that a guy whose biggest credit before this was Riverdale mm-hmm. turned in a performance in an Oscar movie where you're like, with, you know, Julianne Moore, Natalie Portman, you're like, this guy's amazing. Yeah, he was so good. I'm like, that's a guy who who could really use that Oscar nom. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. this guy's got a whole career ahead of him. Where's his Oscar nom? He did a great job in that yeah. movie. Okay. And we'll do a little, port, uh, he was a snub, a snub for Charles, a Snelton? Snelton. A Snelton. Uh, a <laughs> Snelton. Charles Melton snub, a, a Snelton. Yep. A Snelton. Epizempic versus Snelton. Those are your buzzing words. Keep them ready. Love it. As we sally forth. Let us start this show with a game we are calling No Comfort for Creatures. <laughs> yep. This sounds like it's Very up your nice. alley, but Ella, it might not be. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, yeah. I have terrible news. Uh, the Violet Beauregards of the world have a welcome to the terrible news that sort of zebra-themed chewing gum, fruit stripe, is no longer on the market. It's being discontinued. Future generations of children will be... Denied the opportunity to, like, taste something good for, like, literally two chews and then (laughs) just have cud in your mouth like a cow. Uh, (laughs) However, this is – here's my idea. Don't steal it. It should live on as a scented candle because, like, the the smell of a freshly opened thing of fruit stripe. Oh, yeah. mm, Love it. I mean, again, it evaporates immediately, but it would be good for a scented candle. See also juicy fruit. Anyway. Uh, so our writers decided to see what other former treat kings and queens no longer exist. So this is going to be a pretty simple game. In reverence of Fruit Stripes old jingle, I'm going to name a snack item. If you think it no longer exists, you say yipes. If you think it does still exist, you say stripes. So buzz in. If you're correct, you get a point. If not, we move on. Okay, number right. one. Dunkaroos. Uh, Snelton. Yes, Jeremy. Uh, I think Stripes. Stripes is correct. But listen to this. Listen to this journey. Uh, Dunkaroos did get discontinued in 2012 in the U.S. They were still sold in Canada. There was a Smuggleroos black market, another (laughs) portmanteau. But after eight years of unfrosted uh, oblivion, Dunkaroos returned to American shelves in 2020. Ella, what were you going to say? I'm, am I am I going to be at a disadvantage here as not someone that consumes American snacks? You absolutely will. Uh, oh, cool. but just checking, just checking. Just it's checking. all going to come down to guessing anyway. So really, okay. you're, you're <laughs> on equal footing. Uh, number two, tab soda. Mm. I'm going to go yipes. Oh, wait, no, I need to say my thing, don't you should I? Say epizempic. Thing. That's right. I should say my thing. Epizempic. And then I'm going with Yipes. Yipes is right. See? Ah. Everybody has a chance if they believe in themselves. Uh, okay. 50-50. So, uh, yes. Okay, so Tab was owned by Coca-Cola. It could not compete with Coke's own line of sugar-free sodas. It was eliminated by the com- uh, the company in 2020, which is way later than I thought. Um other beverages that uh, Coca-Cola eliminated uh, include Honest Tea and Odwalla Juices. Oh, yeah. Which I guess I haven't seen in a while. Okay. The line of sports drinks and other bevs known for some unhinged radio ads. Sobe. Let's hear one of those ads. Right now, maybe you are thinking I'm a cool guy. But hey, don't go there. Maybe if you drink a little Sobe Dragon, you can think like that. Because with Sobe Dragon, you feel cool and strong, like a karate guy. Ep is epic. Ooh, yes. 
Yes. That has to be a yipes. Like, that has to be a yipes. Well, the right? ad campaign absolutely has to be a yipes. Fingers that crossed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I thank God I'm inside my own home because I, I really yeah. want to talk like that for the rest of the day, and it's problematic. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. Well, you yeah. want to be like a karate guy. I do want to be like a karate guy. <laughs> See, don't tempt me into it. <laughs> yipes is right, but with an asterisk. Oh, uh, okay, so Ooh. as of right now, today, late January, no new Sobe products have been produced in the last four years, but the brand still exists within mm. the Pepsi, you know, cinematic universe. universe. They, it, it threatens to uh, to re, uh, return to the market at any time. It hasn't yet. So right now it's a yipes. Uh, so what do they taste the future, like? Uh, it was like a very, very sweet, uh, like fruit iced tea. So okay. like everything in America. Yeah, yeah, sort of. Uh-huh. Just the flavor of America. Producer Christian Duenas does corroborate your story in the chat. He <laughs> says, Sobe drinks were great. R.I.P. Right. It was a real it was a real drink for like a, a, a roving pack of teens to all be drinking at the same time. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Sobe. Yeah. Kind of like Monster. Do you guys have Monster? Yeah, it, like monster, monster is a, yeah, it's a good equivalent. Yeah, okay. Monster, cool. yeah. Terrifying. I like even just looking at that can just gives me a spike in my blood sugar. Yeah. Uh, it just looks four. like it yeah. belongs in someone's mom's basement, doesn't it? That can. It does. <laughs> like, it does. It just, or it but like a energy. like a BMX mom. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Her name's yeah. Amber. She's like she's divorced. You know, Devin is is like working up the you know the X Games circuit, and he likes he likes a monster beverage, so they keep it in yeah. a separate. Uh, garage fridge. Mm-hmm. Anyway. That's, yeah, absolutely. That's life with Devin and Amber. <laughs> Number four, fruit by the foot. Uh, Snelton. Yes. Uh, stripes. Stripes is correct. You can still eat your fruit by the foot. They have even been made with all natural ingredients since 2015. So if oh, you are last. vegan, you may indulge. Please explain what this is. Oh, you Uh, don't have fruit by the foot? Oh, boy. Uh, So fruit by the foot, uh, do you have fruit leather? Is that something you have over there? So... Or a oh, fruit roll We have fruit wine. We have fruit winders. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So okay. it's right. it's a basically like a roll of tape. Yeah. That is like yeah. That's a fruit, what we have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we call it fruit by the fruit. foot. It's called fruit by yeah. the foot. That's yeah. disgusting. <laughs> yeah, Although, that's really wait, gross. was it was it like a fruit roll up or was it like just I like think it was stuff. I think it was well because fruit roll up has like a waxy yeah like a like sheen and fruit yeah. by the foot had more of a like uh, had. <laughs> I guess had more of a crumb to it if you're if uh-huh. you're a great British Lovely. baking show person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it was a different consistency, but I like I don't know what else to categorize that food as. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, well, uh, you, you get some now and decide. <laughs> yeah, go Today. grab it at the store because <laughs> you can. I'm gonna I'm gonna it's make a shops. little international food order later. Yeah, we'll ship yeah, some yeah. to you. We, Please, and some Girl Scout cookies. Because tis the oh, season. <laughs> I've always uh, wanted to try Girl Scout cookies. I literally oh just God. put in an order for them like two days ago. Did I'm very you? excited. Oh, freaking excited. It, oh, it comes later <laughs> in California, doesn't it, Jeremy? Everyone else a little bit, on yeah. the East Coast has been indulging for like 10 days. I can't get my uh, my, my uh, mint. Yep. What are they? Uh, Thin mints. 
Thin Mints. Thank you. God, why couldn't yeah. I remember the name? Well, what's your what's your primary Girl Scout well, cookie? Let me tell you something. The new one, as of a couple of years ago, Adventurefuls. Oh, I didn't they're get like, those. Are those? Oh, good? what the fuck is wrong with you? They're oh. like uh, they're like little thin, kind of brownie type consistency oh, things. They're a brownie but there's a cookie. layer of like a harder, crunchier peanut butter thing. Oh, I should have ordered those. Oh, they're so good. Well, I mean, listen, you will be at a Ralph's sometime in the oh, month that's of February. true. Okay. Yeah, There'll you're right. be a troop out in front with a card mm-hmm. table. Do not pass these up. They're delicious. Okay. The s'mores are okay. quite good too. Uh, I but like then, the s'mores. you know, a simple trefoil. Also great. Sure. Less popular. And like, let's not uh let's not forget the the queen of them all, the thin mint. Yes, the thin mint. Fantastic. Arguably but always a perfect in the freezer. cookie. In the freezer. Yeah, oh, now, right? yeah, yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, good. No question. We're on, we're on the same wavelength. Yeah. Number five. <laughs> Squeeze it, the fruit flavored drink in squeezable plastic bottles for kids to rip the tops off and guzzle. Squeeze it. Snelton. Yeah. Yes. I think that's a yipes. That is a yipes. Squeeze it. Boy, did they do their best to survive. They lasted from 85 to 2001. Then they briefly returned in 2006. Then they briefly returned yet again in 2011. They're the Tron movie of kids' drinks in that they being released and it's possibly the go, most we don't need wasteful to. packaging you could ever oh, yeah. imagine for a yeah. drink. Litter the drink is basically yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nothing recyclable about the whole affair. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Plastic Island, the beverage. <laughs> yeah. uh, number six, bagel bites, the bite-sized bagel pizzas that promise to allow you to have pizza anytime, including in the evening and at supper time, which are the same Ep- thing. Yes. Epizempic. Epizempic. I'm going with a, I'm going with a, God, what is it? Snipes? Is that what it's Stripes. Stripes. Stripes, right? Yeah, yeah stripes. Because I'm, I'm, we didn't have that either. But um, yeah, stripes. I'm saying yes. It's pizza stripes. on a bagel. And when you have pizza on a bagel, you can eat pizza anytime. Or yeah. I'd have promised us that. And God damn it, they meant it. It is still available. Stripes oh. is correct. Okay. You know what? Let's play, let's play that commercial just because it's a fun it's it's a fun jazzy little jingle and it's fun to remember. Now you can give them pizza whenever they want. Pizza in the morning, pizza in the evening, pizza at the first time. When pizza's on a bagel, you can eat pizza anytime. Pizza bagel bites, bite-sized pizzas on wholesome little bagels. Uh, that was a real. That was kind of that was like what a, a jingle. Rita Ford kind of a thing. Like, <laughs> so I remember what is it? much Sorry, more. Pizza. Easy pizza little... in the evening, pizza and in pizza, the pizza at, in the morning, at supper time, pizza in the evening, pizza, yeah. evening. pizza at supper right. time, which is some third thing not that I'm not evening. familiar with. Okay. Somehow, not evening. Yeah, I don't not know. Evening, is it like another time? Three in the morning when you are awakened by regrets Having... and fears. Maybe it's you... maybe it's like late summer where where you know supper time is still daylight out or something. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Don't know. That's. Oh my that's, God. that's interesting. I, I'll that's also pizza for every meal is what it's. Yeah, what we're saying only eat pizza on a bagel. Yeah, as a rejoinder to this jingle, I'll say you can you can eat regular pizza you anytime can. as <laughs> well. You can. Yeah, there's nothing stopping you from doing that. No, it's no. just funny because it's just like this is the advert is literally saying it's just it's funny to me because you lot all have adverts that are like please drink responsibly, but then it's yeah. like. Please eat pizza whenever you want. Yes. Brought to you by the high cholesterol of a country with like no medical support. Like it just, it's, yeah. 
It's, it's genius. It's and genius. You're seeing something marketing. wrong with this system, Ella? Is I just the... have questions. Okay. It's all, all right. like, as, a, as an outside third party, I just have questions. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. Yeah. We all do. We all do. <laughs> that is why we are talking to immigration lawyers. Anyway, number seven. <laughs> Orbits. Not to be confused with Orbit, the gum, who is mainly sold by a, an attractive uh, British sort of air steward s looking person but anyway yeah. orbits with a z the texturally enhanced alternative beverage has tiny balls of gelatin floating around inside of it kind of suspended all throughout i'm gonna say snelton uh yeah. yipes on this one yipes it you speak as though you have tried to find it recently and were disappointed <laughs> to find that it was no longer on the shelves which that is the case it was introduced and discontinued in the very same year 1997 <laughs> If they'd waited a decade, they could have rode right in on the boba craze, but uh, but no, they tried it in nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, I was going to say that's giving boba, but I guess not. It's not. It's sort of pre-boba, yeah. It was pre-boba, uh, and it was really more lava lamp. Because yes. like I say, you know, with a, with a boba beverage, you get one of those, and the balls kind of collect at the bottom, right? So you got the big straw, and you kind of seek them out and suck them up and all yeah, that Yeah, you can of kind of choose when you're engaging with the boba. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, sure, sure. These floated all throughout, which was like, so what's the liquid then? You know what I mean? Yeah, it was like, weird. What, how syrupy is this thing? The the drink like, was viscous enough to support it the, was. the ball. The it was like the ball. When you go, like, it's, it was like going to the Dead Sea. And you yeah. float. So yeah. it's like drinking the dead seed. Basically. I had a friend in college who had a bottle of Orbitz yeah. that he from from 1997, I assume, that he had not opened. <laughs> and it just sat on his dresser for our entire collegiate experience. And wow. the balls never fell. Like no, they were still wow. they were always sort of spinning in the glass. Wow. wow. Discount lava lamp. That's I mean they could have <laughs> yeah. repurposed, yeah. right? Uh okay. Number eight. Go Gert. Yogurt marketed to kids who were far too busy skateboarding to use a spoon. They were individually packed, squeezed packets of yogurt. Perfect for girting on the go. I'm going to go epizempic with that, and I'm going to say stripes. Stripes is so right. You've got your finger on the pulse, whether you know it or not. Gogurt remains a massive seller for YoPlay, which has enjoyed product tie-ins with uh, SpongeBob SquarePants, Disney's Frozen, let it yo Gert, let it yo Gert. okay is it uh what yeah. does it look like it's like a little squeezy tube yeah i think it's, it's like, like a, a little squeezy yeah. chew yeah like okay, a yeah, we... long uh packet of uh ketchup that you would get at a at like a burger stand okay yeah we have something similar they're, they're called froobs here but they're called the what froobs froobs oh, wow. yeah like fruit tubes froobs okay. oh froobs I love it. Yeah, but it's you a similar guys, concept. Just, you guys have got the cutest goddamn names for everything. <laughs> Just a little froob for the kids. A froob. <laughs> oh, I love it. God. I live by I um, the incredibly fractured uh, L.A. portmanteau yoga-ert. Uh, what? Which is a frozen yogurt place that I guess uses all natural ingredients. And so they're trying to like tie in the concept of yoga wellness to it. So mm. it's called yoga ert and i'm like this was too far you, yeah. you tried too hard it on this it did work. it doesn't, doesn't work. work 
less know. efficient word than yoga. <laughs> yeah. it's, yes. It's more effort to say, you know. Yeah. Yeah. The problem is the perfect combination of those two words is yoga. Is yoga. Yes. <laughs> but they're like, well, now we lose the yoga. So we have to make it, yo. I guess you could make it yogurt, but then we're really... I don't know, it's almost worse. It would work here because we call it yogurt. So if, if you said yogurt, it would that would be a perfect sure. yoga so, yogurt combo. So this chain active. needs to move to the UK. It does. And everyone would be like, yeah, got it. Because, yeah, yogurt, yoga, yogurt. Okay. Yeah, or just yeah. fucking call it yoga yogurt. Or yogurt <laughs> yogi. Yeah, that's actually or, better. Or like yeah. yo-yo or something. Yeah, yo-yo. Yo-yo is adorable. Yes. God, we got to start doing some consulting work with some. Yeah, really, honestly, we're they great need at this. Us in the <laughs> worst way. Uh, number nine, Sierra Mist, the PepsiCo version of Sprite that replaced uh, Slice, the other PepsiCo version of Sprite that uh, allegedly contained some small percentage of fruit juice. Sierra Mist. Uh, Snelton, yes. uh, not only is this a yipes, uh, I am also now familiar with the replacement version of Sierra Mist, which is known as Starry. Well, thank you for stealing the information I was just going to give to our audience. No, 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 that's fine. Uh, yes, in January of last year, PepsiCo retooled the formula of their lemon-lime soda, and they replaced Sierra Mist with Starry. Have you had a Starry? I have had a Starry, which is why yeah. I had a Starry on a plane, mm. and I literally took a sip and was like, this is Sierra Mist. This yeah. is exactly the same formula as Sierra Mist. It tastes, okay. I would say, no different. Yeah. But I, I'll admit I'm not a ceramist super fan. So. Okay. You know. And like, does it just taste yeah. like Sprite? Is it just Yeah. Sprite? It's all kind of Sprite, like lem- a sweet lemon lime soda. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But it's like Sierra Mist, you can kind of, that is, that evokes something. Starry is like. Starry is like. Tastes like I night. I don't understand. It's also an <laughs> adjective and not a noun, which I no. find very baffling. Yeah. And yeah. And, it, and it's not uh, a food based adjective. You know, no. it's not, nothing tastes yeah. starry. Um, what, the, what's Sierra Mist? What does that taste like? What? The it was same the same thing. Sprite. It was, yeah, it was it was just, it was yeah, no, but I mean, like, what What does that conjure? Like, well, it conjures Sierra. refreshment, I think. Yeah, you know, if you're like, in the Sierra, it's probably warm. You wouldn't mind being cooled off a little bit. You get a little misty. Morning, maybe. Okay, yeah, I yeah. get it. Okay, I'm and with there's you. like I'm mountains, the Sierra Madre Mountains. So it's like, oh, the mist off of a mist. mountain got top. You, You're like, oh, okay. I guess kind of like an Evian vibe. Yeah, like, sure. Yeah, sure. something sure. in that, that space. Of that. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, something like that. Okay. Uh, okay. Oh, by the way, this is not the first time that they rebranded and fully disrespected Sierra Mist. They <laughs> tried to rebrand it in 2015 as Mist Twist. Again, oh, difficult Mist to say, twist. and doesn't evoke anything. Uh, yeah. like a little mist twist. A little mist twist. <laughs> yeah, it feels twist. like yeah, it's like a yeah, it's like a surprise. It's like yeah, yeah. Uh, also, during the Sierra Mist era, Pepsi let the copyright on Slice lapsed. Slice is now owned by another manufacturer who's using the brand name to make soda water. It's chaos in the world this is, of wow. sodas. At the end of that round, you guys, I think you did. You got a hundred percent. You got nine out of nine hey, on that one. All right. Jeremy's got five points. Ella right behind with four. We have got ourselves Ooh. a game. All right. Let's move on to our next round. It is calling I'm So Obsessed with My EGOT. It's very weird that we're all saying EGOT. And it started on uh, 30 Rock, right? Like nobody said that so. before Tracy Morgan on 30 Rock, right? It, it Like it's one of those new phrases where you're like, okay, I'm okay with this. This makes some yeah. kind of sense. Yeah. A very skilled entertainer could have right. an EGOT. 
but it's but it's like we never said it, and then everybody said it. It was like a shit show. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. All right. We have in- we have intel okay. from producer right. Christian. The EGOT acronym was coined by actor Philip Michael Thomas in late 1984 of Miami Vice. While starring in that show, he uh, stated a desire to achieve the EGOT within five years. That's from Wikipedia. Um, and he, he did, did it. Amazing. An he did do it. He famously was the first one to do it. Yeah. And uh, the world was never the same. So, okay. So for those who haven't been like fooled into saying this thing, that isn't a thing. Elton John won an Emmy for Elton John Live. Farewell from Dodger Stadium. He has now become an EGOT. That is somebody who won an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. So to mark the occasion, we have around all about EGOTs. I'm going to ask you a series of questions. The answers to which are either a Tony, an Oscar, an Emmy, or a Grammy. You will pick it up okay. fairly quickly, I trust. Number one, which EGOT was introduced in 1952 as the mascot for the Kellogg cereal then called Sugar Frosted Flakes? Oh, uh, Snelton. Yes. The Tony. The Tiger. Tony the Tiger. <laughs> yeah. Tony the Tiger. I see. Okay, so, I'm, see, I'm, you get I it. get it now. You're catching yeah. I get it now. You're catching yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on board. Mm-hmm. I understand. There's no turning yeah, back now. Okay. Number okay. two. Which EGOT is green and has no nose? And it's good that he has no nose because he lives in a bin on Sesame Street. <laughs> uh, Snelton. Yes. I believe that's Oscar the Grouch. Oscar the Grouch. Absolutely correct. Which EGOT is how you spell the word me? Uh, Snelton. Oh. Yes. Uh, this is Emmy, I assume. <laughs> Emmy? Emmy? Emmy is correct. Emmy. Emmy is correct. Which EGOT is what? Okay. You got you to gotta listen close. Okay. All right. Uh, focus up. Which EGOT is what if you were classifying individual units of mass equivalent to one one thousandth of a kilogram alphabetically, you would call the fifth unit? F is MPEG. Yes. A Grammy? Yes, Grammy. Grammy, yeah. Grammy. Grammy, yeah, okay, yes. okay. I was like, I'm even thinking. And that- getting it at the same time. <laughs> yeah. I, I was truly like, well, it's got to be Graham, but I was like, no, I don't think I have that. <laughs> yeah, see? Okay, which EGOT wrote, we are all in the gutter, but some of us are looking at the stars. Epizempic. Yes. Oscar Wilde. Oh, she has come Oscar. alive. Yes. Which EGOT was born in Guatemala and came to fame playing the lead in 2014's Inside Lewin Davis before playing Poe Dameron in the Star Wars sequels? Uh, Snelton, Oscar yep. Isaac. Oscar Isaac is correct. Which EGOT is the nickname given to the character of Granny in the Looney Tunes short Hair Trimmed? Epizempic? Mm-hmm. Grammy? Mm, that, would, that would make sense. That would follow logically, but no. Oh. Uh, Snelton. Yes. Uh, Tony? No. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Emmy. Her name is Emmy. Uh-huh. The granny um, character in the Looney Tunes uh-huh. is uh, named Emmy. Uh, and that's how you found that piece of information <laughs> for the first time. Uh, <laughs> number eight. Which EGOT is known for completing the first documented 900 in professional skateboarding and for his licensed video games? Oh. Epizempic. Ooh. By a nose, Ella. Tony Tony Hawk. Yeah. You got him. You got him. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Woo. Which you got is Woo. one of a fleet of six current motor vehicles in the USA shaped like a hot dog on a bun controlled by a driver with the official title Hot Dogger. Uh, 
Snelton, uh, yes. the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. That is correct. I know not one but two people who did a year on the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. <laughs> really? How many do you know? <laughs> Zero. Really? What is the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile? It's, so it's a thing. It's like if you um, if if you want to get into like the world of marketing or advertising, it is actually a really highly coveted job. What you do is you travel the world in a giant car that looks like a hot dog. It has an Oscar Mayer logo on it. And you go to like events and you show up and you hand out like, you know, Oscar Mayer marketing things, you know, stickers or right, magnets okay. or whatever. Yeah. But you go, yeah, you go to like the, you go to the AAA game and you know, whatever. It's like you sort of, and there are always like a few, there's a fleet of them uh, crossing the country. Uh, my uh, cousin's wife, Trisha, did it. My friend Dave Eilenfeld did it, wrote a book about it. Uh, yeah, it's a real thing. And it's like a hot ticket. And afterwards you, you know, move on to like good jobs. It's like a wow. hot well, sir, job. Sure, sure. When people say, see Wienermobile driver on your resume, I mean, oh, the world doors. is your oyster. It yeah. opens doors. <laughs> hot dogs in general, open doors. Finally, what EGOT is the common abbreviation for chronic fatigue syndrome, also known as myalgic encephalitis? Epizempic. Yes. M-E. Emmy is correct. What a game we have. Everybody is crushing, except for that one with the battle. Yeah, that, well, could, 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 let's not talk about it. It's yeah. too painful. Uh, okay, <laughs> Jeremy, and therefore Charles Snubbed Melton, Snelton for short is what we call him, have 10. Epizempic and Ella McLeod have eight. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Okay. The Eurovision Song Contest. Hundreds of millions of people watch it every year. It played a part in a democratic revolution in Portugal. It introduced the world to Riverdance, and it launched Celine Dion's career. But you might have never watched it. It's got so much history and so many storylines that it can feel overwhelming to get into. Mm-hmm. It's like a real housewife season, but everyone's a better singer. Well, sometimes. But that's where we come in. I'm Dimitri Pompey. I'm Oscar Montoya. And I'm Jeremy Bent, and we're the hosts of Eurovangelists. If you're new to Eurovision, we'll tell you everything you need to know to start enjoying the world's most important important song competition. And if you're already a fan, we'll dive deep on its wildest moments, like when Ireland sends a turkey puppet to sing for them. You're Evangelist. New episodes every Thursday. On MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, hi, well, hi, welcome back. This is Troubled Waters. I am your host, Dave Holmes. With us are Ellen McLeod and Jeremy Bent. And guess what? This is one for both of you. It's called Eurovision or Euro Didn't. As mentioned <laughs> okay. before, we are honored to be joined by Jeremy Bent, one of the hosts of Eurovangelist, the podcast all about the Eurovision Song Contest. If you are not already aware, why are you listening to this show? Uh, but the Eurovision Song Contest is a pan-European showdown. It pits country against country in the kitschiest campiest way possible. There have been some incredibly bizarre entries over the years. Those are the ones that we are celebrating in this round. I'm going to read you descriptions of Eurovision entries from years past. You have to tell me whether they are real or whether they are things our writers made up. If it is real, please say Eurovision. If we made it up, please say Euro didn't. Now it is a buzz-in round. But because Jeremy is a Eurovision expert, I'm going to make it fair. I'll deduct a point for every wrong answer you get. Oh, oh boy. Okay. So you got to think about your choices. 
Jared. I'm not even a Eurovision expert. <laughs> well, guess what? Yeah, you it's like got, I got the podcast. You, yeah. I have to, yeah. Yeah, th- them's the rules. Them's the rules. I get it, I get it. Uh, okay, number one. Hmm. In 1979, West Germany entered with a band called Genghis Khan, singing a song called Genghis Khan, which sounds a little bit like Ra Ra Rasputin and is also surprisingly uh, kind of in favor of Genghis Khan. Epizempic. Mm-hmm. I- I'm going to say Euro didn't. Uh, unfortunately, it is Eurovision. Let's hear it. No way. Oh, yeah. So Rasputin, but not as good, I guess. Yeah, yeah. basically. A little bit, yeah. Less wow. less funky bass line. A little bit, yeah. It's very 1979, though. Are you sure? Uh, in 1985, Montenegro entered with a solo performer named Enya, who was not that Enya. Enya <laughs> sang a love ballad called Puppy in the Gutter, uh, but the puppy's kind of a metaphor. Uh, Snelton, mm-hmm. I think that's a Euro didn't. That is correct. And Jeremy, we'll give you a bonus point if you would like to have a go singing Puppy in the Gutter. Actually, either oh, this sh- is open to both of you. Okay, uh, yeah, oh. no, I'm happy to do it. Oh. Yeah, I'm also happy to do it, but go on, Jeremy. Uh, yeah, you well, left my puppy in the gutter. Oh. Now I'm alone and left with a stutter. Oh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> okay. Puppy in Ella. the gutter. <laughs> Okay, listen, you seemed enthusiastic about doing it too. I was enthusiastic, and then I heard the (laughs) the musical stylings of German. I actually don't think I can even compete. Like, the voice of an angel. Uh, uh, Thank you. That's very kind. (laughs) But you do get a bonus point for that one. Okay, uh, in 2022, Latvia entered with a sex-positive funk track about eating salad called Eat Your Salad. And it uh, had the band all dressed up in the colors of vegetables. Snelton, yes, uh, that is a Eurovision. Uh, it uh, seems as though you're familiar with this. I one. am familiar with Cities Any, the <laughs> Latvian okay. band, there who did go. not make it to the final with this, which is insane. It's absolutely insane. It's absolutely insane. This is the most what a great Eurovision song. of Eurovision songs. Let's hear it. Excuse me. I, it, I it's worth of... mentioning the opening line of this song is I don't eat meat, I eat veggies and pussy. <laughs> Incredible. Oh, wow. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. I kind of feel like that's maybe why they didn't make it to the final, but it's possible. Major, huge mistake uh, but on listen, the part of Eurovision. They're, yeah, they're, listen, they're written on the, on the pages of history. And that's not an expression, <laughs> but they are. Yes. Uh, all right. In 2008, Ireland entered with a song called Ireland Douze Point. Douze Point being 12 points, the highest score and uh, a country can award you. Uh, and this one was sung by a puppet turkey. Uh, Snelton, this is a Eurovision. Wow. Wow. See, I knew it was wow. unfair having you here. Let's hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. 
Oh, just hearing that synth tone makes me so excited for this year's Eurovision. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And as we discussed before we started rolling, I am trying to swindle Esquire into sending me for a story. Oh, I think that would be, be a great one. However, there's a part of me that like has not pushed that hard in years past because I sort of prefer to have a Eurovision party inside my own home. Mm, uh, and and sure. it's, you know, now that there's a more stable streaming partner in Peacock, even though they did not hire me as their, uh, you know, commentator. Massive oversight. Yes. Huge oversight, disgusting oversight, but it's still a really fun party to have because every year, every year there's a Jeremy basically who comes in and like, doesn't know what it's all about and leaves obsessed. Yes. A full Uh, on. I mean, it happened to me. I was like, I guess I'll come over and watch this. And then two years later, I'm hosting a Eurovision podcast. (laughs) Yeah. See, it gets you. It fucking gets you. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move forward. Azerbaijan's 2008 entry was by a duo called Elner and Samir, and it saw them reenacting the in, the eternal battle between good and evil by dressing as a devil and an angel, and the angel sings mainly in falsetto, as you would imagine. I'm going to go Epizempic, and I'm mm-hmm. going to go Euro Didn't. Eurovision, I'm afraid. Wow. I, real, I actually real, thought real. that was Euro didn't as well, Ella. Yeah, I, I'm, yeah, Azerbaijan normally go a little bit kookier than simple battle between good and evil, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they are. They're more troubled usually, but yeah. let's, uh, <laughs> let's hear it. Wow. That, was that a, is a falsetto. Somebody falsetto. really yeah. using their classical training on that one. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Really uh, wasting it, you might say. Uh, yeah. Okay. Arguably. Number six. In 2016, Sweden's entry was a song about bread, seemingly written to make fun of the French. Hmm. I'm going to say Snelton. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to say this is a Euro didn't. Hero didn't is correct. And buzz in if you feel as though you could sing it. I'm happy to take it, Ella, but if you uh, I feel I like will oh, Ella, take this one. Yeah, for yeah, the you point. go for it. Please. I'll take this one for the point. Okay. Um, so it's making okay, so I, I imagine it would be something like you think your baguette is better than the rest, but no, we have Fish, 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 fish. We have the fish. We have fish, 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 fish. We have the fish. I yeah. Honestly, it's think a that it's you a cuisine. I think that you should be. I think you should become a sovereign nation, and I think you should submit that song. <laughs> and I would like to see it. Just I me. Think the staging could be unfreaking believable. Ella, how dare you themes. suggest that I have a better voice than you? That was incredible. <laughs> Absolutely gorgeous. That was a two-point uh, song, honestly, because it made me- Oh my gosh, thank you so much. It made me bob my head, and it made me think about uh, bread and fish. And I love yeah, to Yeah, which is two, two of the greatest things, really. Two of the greatest things that exist. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, next. In the very first edition of the competition in 1955, the UK entered with a song sung in French called- Le Temps Perdu. Uh, Snelton, yes. I believe this is a Euro didn't. It is a Euro didn't. Would you like to show your work? 
the Eurovision contest started in 1956 and not 1955. And uh, that's right. And the UK was not one of the uh, first. The original uh, countries. Yeah. One of the original countries. But again, if you want to buzz in and sing Le Temps Perdu <laughs> in French. Le, le Temps Perdu. Le Temps Perdu. Uh, lost time. Time. Okay. Mm. I don't speak French, so this. This would be, I think, think if I'm going to know the difference. <laughs> uh, I, I worry about uh, driving away our French listeners, but uh, as far as I know, we don't have a lot so far. Yeah. So is it uh, is it not just the Doctor Who theme tune? Is that well, not just what that song is? But with lyrics, probably right. <laughs> oh God! In French, yes. In um, French. Uh, okay, so it would be like, God, what does the Doctor Who theme tune? Oh my god! <laughs> no, can't do it. What yeah. does the Doctor Who theme tune sound like? Yeah, I've forgotten. Uh, I, I like. It's like it's it's all the the time noises, and then it's like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, but instead it would just be like. Je suis perdu. Je ne trouve pas. I do not find. And just that over and over again. And then it's like, like the, like, of yeah. the, um, you know what? Of, 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 of the doctor traveling through, I thought it was through great. lost time. You know, I thought it was great. I thought it was great. And Thanks. you know what? I took French from first grade all the way through college <laughs> and I'm doing Duolingo on it now to brush up. And I can tell you that that was French. <laughs> okay. Thank Let's you. move Thank on. You. Uh, you got a point. Uh, in 2006, Lithuania entered with a song called We Are the Winners of Eurovision. <laughs> F is epic. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go Eurovision. I think they backed themselves. You are so right. Let's hear it. We are the winners of Eurovision. We are, we are, we are, we are. We are the winners of Eurovision. We are, we are. And it came in sixth. Yeah, I was going to say, so, they weren't. They yeah, weren't, but, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, six yeah. is not bad. Yeah. This is good. Yeah. In a manner of speaking, they were the winners of Eurovision, just not, you know, officially. Uh, number nine. <laughs> in 1999, Italy entered with a song called My Name is Potato. Speechering, speechering? I said speechering. Mm. Featuring spoken word moments performed by a cartoon potato who said he was from the USA. Uh, I, uh, Snelton, mm-hmm. I'm going to say this is a Euro didn't. It is a Euro didn't. However, the song actually does exist. It was recorded in 1977 by the Italian actress and singer Rita Pavone. Let's listen. Tu sei la patata. No, I'm not a patata. I'm a potato. No I'm a potato. That sounds good. L'accento un po' straniero. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Dell'American impero. Sure, I'm an American potato. <laughs> Glorious. The world's, the world's so weird. The world is so fucking weird. It's so, so weird. fucking weird. It's what so of, what weird. One of the many, many the wonderful world. things about your It's <laughs> so weird to be in it's this world. so weird. Like, that exists. 
It, it, it exists. It exists. That cost someone money to do. Yeah. Like someone spent money on that. Somebody so. communicated that idea to another person. That other person was like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. And then they, they got a whole bunch of other people together and they went to like a special, they didn't just do it where they were standing. They had to go to a special room that was yeah. soundproof <laughs> and they had to call other people who knew how to play instruments and all those people had to do it. And then- then they like went through a bunch of versions of it. They cut out things they didn't like. They had suggestions. Mm. They had notes. They put it on a thing. They put it on something that they could then take to another place and play for mm. another person and say like, "Hey, why don't you make more copies of this and put them in stores?" And they because did so that, many people are going to yes. want to listen to this. Yeah, but then also, did they not like? Is 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 there an animated potato? Like, did they also have to get an animator to put, to make the potato? Is this a thing? Probably. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is like, I want to see the music videos, video. They, yeah, I mean, they, but certainly Rita had to do the talk show circuit. So, yeah, you gotta, yeah, but and like someone had to voice the potato, you know, fucking potato. Yeah, there who, because there they're some, that would be in your voiceover uh auditions for the day. I'm sorry, Jeremy. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Uh, it's I uh, that American accent is like reasonably convincing. It doesn't sound like an Italian person trying to do an American no. accent. No, no, so I'm like. So either there was an American guy in Italy who they were like, oh, great. This is perfect. You can play the American potato in the song we're recording. And he's like, yeah. okay. Yeah. Or they called Hollywood and were like, we need someone to record an American potato voice yeah. and send it to Italy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It either one of those is crazy. It does a little bit like Danny DeVito. Oh, I wonder it does. It sounds a little, because to me it sounds like, you know, the – the like the satyr in Hercules, and that's voiced by Danny DeVito, that isn't is, it? Yeah. Yes, it is. But yeah, so I'm like, as as I wonder how this happened, I, I glance at my script, I see the year 1977, and I remind myself, cocaine, mm, cocaine, there's cocaine, cocaine. <laughs> yeah. just everyone A powerful was on cocaine. force for creativity. <laughs> Everybody did cocaine all day long, and they were like, it's great to do cocaine. There's no reason not to. Like this yeah. will not hurt us or anyone in any way. Let's keep doing. We have cocaine. all of our best ideas when all we have our done most lots and lots of cocaine ideas, and we sell them with confidence. Cocaine, <laughs> nineteen seventy-seven. Unfortunately, cocaine, as we know, has been discontinued. At oh, the end okay. of that round, the scores are Jeremy Bent having a very strong Eurovision uh, mm. round there with seventeen points. But you know what, Ella? Nice. Ella looked alive as well. She is just behind with twelve. We're gonna take another little break, and we'll be back with more troubled waters after this. Jordan Cruciola, host of Feeling Seen, where we start by asking our guests just one question. What movie character made you feel seen? I knew exactly what it was. Clementine from Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Joy Wang slash Jabutupaki. That one question launches amazing conversations about their lives, the movies they love, and about the past, present, and future of entertainment. Roy in uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I worry about what this might say about me, but I've brought Tracy Flick in the film Election. So if you like movies, diverse perspectives, and great conversations, check us out. Oof, this is real. New episodes of Feeling Seen drop every week on MaximumFun.org. Welcome back to Troubled Waters. I am your host, Dave Holmes. Ella McLeod and Jeremy Bent are duking it out for supremacy for the epizempic, the ozempic epidemic, and Mm -hmm. the snub of Charles Melton. Again, 
I think Andrew Scott in All of Us Strangers would have won had he been nominated. It is such a devastating performance, but I guess mm. not enough people saw the movie. Came out a bit too late, perhaps. Uh, if you have not seen it, uh, go and see it. But uh, build yourself in some buffer time afterwards to have the full emotional release that you will have. Anywho, it is now time for our favorite game of ours that we like to call Motivational Speech. Now, the Super Bowl is just around the corner. I'm probably not going to this one, but I would. Uh, it means Taylor Swift season will soon come to a close. But for many of us, our deepest connections with sports are us just getting a little sick of our friends, thinking sports ball is clever, or watching high-stakes melodramatic movies that make you cry even though you don't really care about basketball, or shows where a charismatic coach takes a struggling team into the locker room and rouses them up with word ball to get them prepared to take on the world in act two or the second half or whatever they, they call it in sports. So today, I'm going to have you take on the role of that coach. Get in touch with your inner mm -hmm. Kyle Chandler. We have asked real people, real listeners, to submit low stakes things in their life that they are finding difficult to accomplish. You will each be given a task and given an appropriate inspirational background track in post. You won't hear it now unfortunately, to give us your best impression of a Ted Lasso, a Gordon Bombay, a, a Coach Taylor, giving us the motivation to get out there and give it 100, no, 110%. Mm. We'll start with you, Ella. Uh, give someone a motivational speech that will allow them to find the strength. Okay. And this is this is a very real one. I'm, I'm going through this right now. Uh, okay. Uh, solidifying a new friendship as an adult without coming off creepy or clingy. <laughs> Let's hear it. Listen, the thing that you have to remember is that as adults, we all want new friends. Everyone is going through the same kind of psychic anxiety about making new friends because our lives are so busy and so hectic and we feel like we don't have time to do it. So there's absolutely no way you will come off as creepy or clingy unless you are indeed very creepy or very clingy because the reality is the person that you're worried about being creepy or clingy to is probably also worrying about the same thing so if i were you i would just preface each interaction with saying hey hey buddy i don't want to come off as creepy or clingy but but we go for a drink and i guarantee you your friend will say back to you hey hey buddy i don't think you're creepy or clingy i thought it was creepy and clingy but neither of us think that we're creepy and clingy and we just go for that drink okay Oh, wow. God, you make it seem so simple. It's so it simple. it should be. It's so simple. It should open, be. open, vulnerable, honest, all good. It should be. Wow, God. <laughs> the, the world, according to Ella McLeod, it's such a, it's such a better place. I think seven so. Seven points. Seven points for that one. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, Jeremy, it now falls okay. to you. Okay. All right. Uh, to give a listener... The inspiration, the inner strength to ship a workstation back to a former employer. The packaging and postage is all provided. They just got to take it to the FedEx and walk away from it. Get them into that FedEx. Jeremy, let's hear it. Now, I've been where you are. I see you've got a whole computer, a whole workstation in front of you that you think the work is done. How is there more work even though this workstation is disconnected. I shouldn't have to do this. This should be someone else's problem. Well, you know what I'm going to tell you? What's right there in the name? It's a workstation. So all you need to do 
is put in that last bit of work to pack up that workstation, to get it back inside its box, to put a little bit of tape on top, and then put the label on and bring it over to FedEx. And then that workstation is out of your life and your life work free. You'll have, you, you'll be living in a relax station. Okay. You don't need this workstation in your life. If you can just get that work done to pack it up and get it out of your life, you're free. And that's really what you're striving for. Freedom with this workstation. Wow. Listen, I enjoyed the emphasis. I enjoyed the cadence. You have a very soothing voice. However, it, uh, it, in this world, it does appear as though the person sending the workstation in will never work again. Oh, dear. Uh, he, he, doesn't I mean? Because he really made it sound like you ship the thing off and then you never work. And, and for someone who works in media, that possibility is all too clear. And, hey, Dave, and in becoming, this economy, it might be the daily. It could Telling happen. the American dream, aren't you? It's it's the freedom. It's the freedom mm-hmm. from. It's the freedom. You know? yeah, yeah, it's the freedom, freedom to just fall and hit the ground because there's no safety net here <laughs> at all. <laughs> at all, no and safety. just splatter. Oh yeah, you you don't have yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, we already splatter. We already splatter, and mm-hmm. any attempt to make us like splatter two percent less is labeled as socialism <laughs> and yelled at. <laughs> okay, I'm going to reveal your points as though. Um, I'm a participating, uh, I'm a representative of a participating Eurovision country. Please. Here we go. go. You need five points to win, by the way. Okay. Okay. Um, Hello, Europe! (laughs) I represent Moldavia, the fake country from Dynasty in the 80s. Um, It's really going great. And we give our deuce point to Jeremy Benz from oh, California. Oh, that brings you up to 32 oh, points. Oh my gosh. Woo! That's my favorite part of the whole show, by the way. Oh, it's, it's, so a, good. it's incredible. The broken yeah. English so element of it is just so, it's so good. It's um, amazing. Did you happen to watch Eurovision Juniors, by the way? Because there's like a junior. There's no. Really we have not. We Yeah, we haven't dived into Eurovision It's juniors, crazy. But. I had actually never seen it either, but it was on YouTube. And so I watched some of it. And like one of the questions um, for all the kids was like, what will be your superpower? And one of the kids was like, I am t- t- terrific. <laughs> um, and then another one was like, I will never die. And it was, it was just fucking, wow. it's so weird. It's so weird. Anyway, congratulations, Jeremy wow. Bent. You, Thank you have won Ellen McLeod an absolutely star-making performance, quite frankly. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. You both can't fight the, du- the juice fire, can you? Yes, no, I you mean, really can't. You really can't. <laughs> once those start piling up, it's the wind yeah, becomes honestly, inevitable. Start it's all right, away. I'm English. I'm, I'm used to never getting the juice fire. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Very fitting. Last year, a solid, a solid entry last year, I thought. Yeah, it's it's so political, isn't it? It's so political. <laughs> it's so political. Isn't everything political? I mean, isn't if it's everything? in Europe, it's yeah. political, is what yes. I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah. Pop music, always political. It is now time for plugs. Let us know what you're working on, and then to offset the ego karma, tell us about something someone else made that you want the whole wide world to know about. Ella? Mm, yes, yeah, so, um, yeah, I mean, my, my book is out in the States. That's cool. Um, my next book is out in England. That's also cool. Listen to Comfort Creatures on Maximum Fun. It's out every Thursday. Me and Alexis B. Preston talk about the human-animal connection. 
Um, it's really just an excuse for us to fangirl about our pets that we adore. Mm-hmm. And something that someone else is working on that I'm really into at the moment is um, there's an excellent podcast called Ordinary Unhappiness. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about psychology and psychoanalysis, but they do kind of pop culture look-ins, but using, um, it's just very intelligent people talking about mental health, but through, but pop culture as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an excellent Taylor Swift episode and an excellent Barbie episode. So I'd recommend those. Fantastic. No, all right. Uh, Jeremy? Uh, I, of course, as, as Dave has mentioned many times, am the host of Eurovangelists, a new Maximum Fun podcast about the Eurovision Song Contest, uh, some of the ridiculousness which you heard about earlier in this episode. And I guarantee you, uh, Dave did not cherry pick the like three times the competition was weird. Uh, <laughs> there's about half a dozen insane songs every single year. And we talk about a lot of them uh, on the show and it's out now. So uh, catch it every Thursday. Um, something I've been enjoying. Oh, also check out, uh, comfort creatures as not only is Ella a fantastic host of that Thanks, podcast, Jeremy. uh, I am on a recent episode talking about my dog, Nessie. Uh, Ooh. so, uh, you got to catch that. Um, but something else I've enjoyed, oh, you know, I read the book, uh, the Overstory last year by Richard Powers, um, which is this like sprawling novel about all these different people, but it's really about trees and I know that sounds dull as ditch water, but it was one of the best books I've ever read in my life uh, and really, really recommend it. Wow. Awesome. Um, Ella, for hosting a podcast where people get to talk about dogs and for mentioning dogs right now, you actually get a last minute eight points. So you won. Uh, I am Dave Holmes. I host uh, this show. Ooh, um, coming in late March. Uh, I have uh, a, an eight episode podcast coming out about kind of the the story of MTV, the arc of MTV as a uh, as a global pop culture brand and what has uh, what has become of it. Um, we're we're putting it together right now, and it's uh, I have gotten to talk to so many people that I've always wanted to meet, and it's uh, it's. I'm stoked about it. Uh, Do we have a title? We, it's sort okay. of, but not. we're not 100% yet. Uh, but yeah, it's coming out in late March. So we should probably get on that. Anyway, uh, uh, so the thing that I didn't do that I want the world to know about, it all comes back to Eurovision. My favorite, I think, Eurovision song. Like when I, when I try to sell people on Eurovision, you know, I talk about the ridiculous ones, obviously, and the, the camp factor of the whole thing. But for me, the platonic ideal of a Eurovision song came from Latvia. I believe it was in 2012. It is called Beautiful Song. Um, and it's, uh, you can find it on YouTube. It is, it is a song about writing a song. Um, it's like meta as these things tend to be. And it's also in like corny broken English. And the part of the chorus is beautiful song that everybody hums and everybody loves. And it's like, that's, it's just so guileless and stilted and crazy it makes me really happy. Go listen to Beautiful Song. Uh, it will make your day. I promise. That's actually, Je- Jeremy, what's your favorite Eurovision? Yeah. So yeah my That's Eurovision experience is very limited. So I, I, I feel like this is perhaps an, uh, a question that people will be like, what? Why didn't you pick this song? And I'm like, I haven't well, heard yeah, no, it yet. No, no, no. no. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Of, of the songs I've heard, I'm still sort of obsessed with the first real Eurovision song I ever like experienced and was like, this is incredible. Mm-hmm. which is 2022 
Norway's uh, Sub Wolfer had a song mm. called Give That Wolf a Banana. Give That Wolf a Banana, sure. And it is like true, like the song is nuts, but the performance, like they're both in like suits and ties, but then have full head yellow wolf masks mm-hmm. and have these women dancing in yellow, like spandex suits. So they kind of look like minions and they have this incredible choreographed dance routine. And the whole song is literally just about give a wolf a banana. So he won't eat your grandma. And that's the song. And it's like, I was just like, so much time has gone into this performance. They cared so much about making this good and it is really good, but it is the craziest thing you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. Highly recommend. Highly recommended. So Ella, what's yours? Funny. Oh, um, Zitti Ibuoni, Maniskin. Like, oh, yeah. I, okay. They're so hot. Like, yeah. they're just so, every single person in that band is so hot. Yeah. Just sexy Italians being sexy for yes. four minutes. It's yeah. a sexy Italian band and they rock. So it's and like, they rock. And they have yeah. endured, which is, yeah, they uh, have. Which is well, they won. Have. So, yeah. Like, yeah. They got the credit. Um, Last year, I think uh, Finland got robbed. Cha cha cha! I still listen to cha, it. Cha cha cha! Terrific song. Um, it was a tune. Yeah, was a fucking jam. All right, God, Ella McLeod, Jeremy Bent. This has been an absolute pleasure. I could do another ninety minutes. Uh, thank <laughs> you for playing Troubled Waters. You there with the headphones? Thank you for listening. And we'll see. Well, we won't all see you next time, but I will on Troubled Waters. Bye. You've been listening to Troubled Waters with me, Dave Holmes, playing where Ella McLeod. Make a noise. Epizempic. There it is. Jeremy Bent. Snelton. Oh, boy. <laughs> Our theme music is USA versus White Noise by Ladytron. Thank you to them for letting us use it. The script was written by Riley Silverman and John Luke Roberts. Our producers are Christian Duenius and Laura Swisher. And we all give you 12 points. Bye. Maximum Fun, a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows supported directly by you.